Hey there. Welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes, I am so, so excited to talk today. Yeah, this is so cool. I think this is going to be a topic that is really interesting and really valuable to the listeners I know that we have, as well as interesting and valuable to me. When I first um, saw you posting and saw your um, area of expertise, I was like, hmm, I feel like I should just talk to her <laughs> myself. So thanks for coming and chatting with all of us. Um, could you take a second? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Can you take a second and introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, so my name's Shannon South, and I'm a stress relief expert. And how I really got into that was kind of funny. So I studied chemistry in college, and I focused on neurological disorders and drug addiction. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that I really found out that like stress was the main cause of a lot of drug addictions and like so many of the diseases that I studied. So a lot of like the neurological ones, like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and cancer and all those kind of things. So that was really where um, my passion met my, my um, education. And so I got to really take this on a fun route that was so important to me. Oh, that's awesome. I, I also did not fully understand that mind body connection for so long. And I think I always wanted to put um, health and wellness like in separate boxes or separate categories, right? I wanted to put physical health or like what could be accomplished through eating in one box and what could be exercise in another and sleep in another yeah. and stress in another, right? And it just the way that everything is so intertwined and affects one another is so powerful to understand. It really is. And that was what I really loved about my chemistry degree is because I got to learn on the molecular basis, like what is happening in our bodies. And when you have that knowledge, and then when you learn about like the body as a whole and really all the new holistic approaches, well, they're not new, but <laughs> kind of new in the US, yes. those, how they all like use all of the science to integrate like like the trauma healing and like what good sleep and lucid dreaming can do. Like, it's so crazy what, like how well they all work and how, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And so I think makes this conversation so important in this space. So um, give that, give us a little bit about Shannon, the person. So like, what is your life like? Where, where in the world is Shannon and what is your life like? Yeah. So I'm in Michigan. I've been born and raised in Michigan um, I live with my puppy, Ruby Tuesday, who is just, she's my baby. Like she really isn't a puppy. She doesn't act like a puppy. She's just my little baby. Um, and then my boyfriend, we travel a whole bunch. So every spring we go a couple months out West and that has really been some of my favorite things that we've done. And we've also gone to the East in New York. Um, so traveling is a very big part of our life. I also have special training in grandmaster memory techniques. So um Again, the like neurological health of your brain was really important. And I learned that, you know, use your memory or lose it. And that can really have a big impact on 
people who, especially people who have like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's in their family, you can be more likely to get it if you don't do anything to take care of it. So that's where really um, the stress comes in. And then I got this cool new avenue of the memory methods that really help just bolster up your your mental clarity and how well your brain works, which is a lot of fun too. <laughs> how exciting. Um, I understand what you mean about the puppy being your baby and um, listeners are pretty familiar at this point with my, um, the love of my life, Cha-Cha, but um, I feel like I'm going to be able to talk to you for hours. So let's dive into some of, we will not keep a, keep people here for that, but let's dive into some of these questions that um, I had had and that also my Instagram audience had asked that I ask you too. So we'll, we'll get into some of these. So if you asked a question, I hope you listen close here. Um, the first thing that kind of came up for us was how come some people are just what I would refer to as more tightly wound. Some people are just more stressed than other people, or some people are more naturally very calm or chill or relaxed. Um, and I didn't know that you had this neurological background. So that's exciting. Why are we wired so differently? Yeah. So, um, part of it is personality. So you have, you know, the type A and the type B and some people, um, so the big one for me is overthinking. So a lot of people come to me for overthinking and they think of it as such a bad thing and overthinking really is such like a gift of human evolution. Like it's kept us alive for so long. So I really want people to reframe that part in their brain. That's, that's my little side note on that. Yeah. Um, but then, so some people are like, you kind of think of like the surfers and they're like chill and my brother's a surfer. So I have this perfect image in my head and she's just <laughs> goes with the flow of anything. He doesn't care. Um, and part of that can be part of people's lifestyle. And a lot of people have like unconscious stress relief techniques that they use. So um, like breathing, some people just like, figured out breathing techniques that work on their own to calm them down, like without taking a class or anything. And then some people use like the holistic approach. So they use sports or yoga or massages and those kind of things. They might not be doing them for stress relief, but they will automatically relieve your stress. So that's a really big part of it. A lot of the people um, who maybe you don't have like a favorite sport or you're more of a reader like me. I absolutely love reading. Sometimes I hate to, you know, get up and move. <laughs> and that can also have an impact on how your body handles stress. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it's funny how some of us are more aware of those practices than others, right? Some people who might not think that they do anything to care for their stress relief or really their mental health in general, just have these kind of rituals in their life that work for them, whereas others of us are actively pursuing those rituals. That makes exactly. a bigger difference. Yeah. Um, so how, for those of us who um, have not locked those rituals in <laughs> and do notice that um, we get stressed or overwhelmed a lot, I know that it helps if I can like um, interrupt my own stress before it starts to get out of hand. Like if I can notice that I'm starting to become stressed about something, then I have the opportunity to like make a change, right? What are some things that people can look for in themselves where they know that they might be getting themselves worked up about something? Yeah. So we all have like a stress like limit. So we can handle so much stress before it really starts having an effect on our body. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that I've really noticed with working with all of my past clients is that stress really starts as tension in the body. So that's when 
Um, like if you grind your teeth at night, that can be building up a lot of just tension in your body. Um, and as women, we really hold our stress in our stomachs, you know, because we're always sucking in our stomach, which mm -hmm. we don't need to do, or in our shoulders, because when we get, you'll notice if you like get nervous or stressed, you kind of shoulders go up towards your ears a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's all of those little tiny little muscles in our body that are activated constantly that don't really need to be. That's really the first, I would say, like the sign to look for. If you're like, how am I feeling today? Like, do I need to do an extra self-care day or whatever? I would really start there because that's kind of like your first notice. And then um, for men, just since I noticed for men, Mm -hmm. that they usually hold their stress in their lower backs. So like my boyfriend, whenever he's had a hard day, whether he's lifting stuff or not, that's just where all of his tension goes. And I've noticed that with a lot of other guys. And I've actually talked to a couple of massage therapists who say the same thing. So it just seems a very common place for guys to hold their stress as well. Interesting. I would point to all of the men in my life as also <laughs> having more frequent um, back complaints and the women in my life having more frequent shoulder complaints. That's so funny. I noticed <laughs> a couple weeks ago, like my boyfriend walked past me and put his hand on my shoulder and I felt it drop. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know it was up there. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that awareness makes a lot of sense. So then, you know, we feel those moments where we can feel that, you know, our shoulders are tense. We've set our jaw or something like that. What do we do? How do we intervene in those moments before it starts to escalate? Yeah. So there's actually a lot of things you can do. And this is where I've spent my time because I have, um, of course, it's 15 days, a simple stress relief course. And I'm going to give you guys the day one technique on it because it just is like life-changing at how simple and easy it is. Um, so do you mind if I lead you through that one really quick, Seth? Not at all. I would love that. And then can we, um, can we put the link to the rest of your course in the show notes? So then if people are interested in like learning more, they can look at that. Yeah, for okay. sure. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Give me day one. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, and all of my techniques. So the main thing that I had with this course when I was making it is I want everything to be five minutes or less, because usually when you're stressed out, you don't have time to go, you know, take an hour walk out in the woods or whatever it is, go get a massage. You just really don't have to do that. Our bodies really know what to do. We kind of just have to give them the freedom to do it. So the day one technique is called the light switch technique. And this one is super simple, but it really helps just relieve all of that tension in your whole body. And it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people will fall asleep when they do it. So if you like get through two steps and fall asleep, that's okay. Like it still works. Um, but let's go ahead and get started. So you're just going to go ahead and you can close your eyes or open your eyes and feel into your feet. And I mean like kind of like with your head. So sometimes I picture that like I'm rolling a spiky ball under my feet so I can kind of get, you know, get your brain down in there and see what it feels like. So I usually notice something about my feet, like, oh, if they're a little cold or if my socks are a little annoying or sometimes you have like a hair wrapped around your toe. <laughs> Whatever it is, you're just gonna notice that. And then in your head, you're gonna picture a light switch. And I usually picture the one in my bedroom at my parents' house. Doesn't really matter which one you pick. Um, and you're just going to click that off in your brain. And sometimes that helps if you have the little sound. So you have a little click when you close it. Um, and then let that sit for about two seconds. And then you're going to go back to your feet and notice a change. So while well, Stephanie, do you notice a change in your feet? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. 
And the first thing I noticed, the first thing before I flipped the switch is uh, there was a cord underneath my foot and it was like from the recording studio and it was driving me nuts. So I felt that, uh, yeah. How funny. Okay. Yes. And so like, sometimes you'll notice like, oh, your feet got warmer or if they start tingling or if they feel kind of numb, whatever it is, there's no right or wrong notice. It's just the fact that you're noticing it. Your brain just shut off all the unconscious tension that was in your feet. So now we're going to go up to your calves. And with this one, I usually picture like a wooden rolling pin and I roll it like up and down my shin and on the back of my calves just to kind of notice it. And then I go into my head again and turn off that light switch. And sometimes it helps if you like breathe out while you're turning off the light switch and it kind of just like flushes everything out. And then like my calves, they almost feel like tingly now, like they're kind of anxious, like now they have more energy. <laughs> And I did that um, automatically too. When you said that is I felt like myself exhale when I turned yes. the light switch off. I was like, huh, didn't know I was holding my breath there again either. <laughs> yeah. It's all these unconscious thing. And once you notice them, you're just like, oh my gosh, I just breathe out and my body relaxes. <laughs> yeah. How crazy. <laughs> yeah. So now we'll do our thighs. Same thing. Just feel into them for a minute and then go into your head and click off that light switch. And then see if you notice any difference in your thighs. And if you're not noticing a difference, it's totally okay. I promise it's still working. After you do this like three times, you will feel a difference and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we're going to go into our hips. And as women, we also hold a lot of just a lot of stuff in our hips, um, especially, I don't know if it's just because we can have kids or anything, but just a lot of extra stuff usually gets stuck there. Like all the trauma training that I've done, that's usually where they focus. So I usually do spend a couple extra seconds just really feeling into my hips and like on the outsides and even like feeling on the inside with your mind and really focus on that light switch here and make sure we turn off all of that tension because there's usually a little bit extra there. It's funny you say that because I have heard multiple yoga teachers say that in different classes or different settings that it's not uncommon for um, in like a deep hip opener stretch or any kind of um, holding of a hip opener pose. It's not uncommon for people to get emotional or to cry wow. because there is so much um, tension and like you're saying, like trauma related tension that gets held in that part of the body. It's just so interesting yeah. to hear so many different people <laughs> say that. And that that's kind of the cool thing where you get your validation that like, hey, this really works. Like if so many people from so many different areas are saying the same thing, you're like, okay, well, they can't all be making it up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so now we're going to do like our whole torso. So you're going to do your chest and your stomach and then your back. And feel into that. Let your stomach hang out. Nobody's watching you. <laughs> Don't suck it in. <laughs> Picture your light switch. And then click that off. And this is usually a big one. Sometimes you'll feel your whole body kind of lean forward when you relax here. All right. And then next for the big one, let's do our shoulders and our arms. And sometimes I'll wiggle my shoulders around just to make sure I'm not pulling them up to my ears. And then picture the light switch and click that off. Usually a big exhale here is where I usually get one. Mm -hmm. And my shoulders again, just dropped like two inches. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> oh no. It's good. You needed it. Right. I sure did. Apparently. <laughs> All right. And then last one, we're going to do your neck, your jaw and your head. 
and really feel into this. Sometimes I picture like I'm brushing my hair from my forehead all the way down to my neck. So you can feel that whole area. Then put your light switch and click it off. And then there's your head. And then I usually do one big, one big breath and let all that tension just go down and then see how differently you feel. <laughs> I, I do feel more relaxed than I did a few minutes ago. How interesting. Um, okay, guys. So the five minute tip works. <laughs> so, um, and this is so interesting because the episode I recorded before this one, um, so if you guys want to go back and listen, the episode I recorded before this one was about kind of um, breaking the funk. So when you feel unmotivated and you're kind of self-talking yourself into, I don't want to do something kind of, of breaking that cycle so that you're able to get back to what you need to do. And one of the tips I shared was about changing your doing something to change your physical body, but I didn't have this exercise oh. to share. Right. <laughs> so I know, like, I know intrinsically that if I get up and like do something to stretch or walk or, or change my physicality a little, that that helps me as a reset button, but what a nice addition to have this formal exercise. So if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen. I think it's episode 23 is breaking the funk. So go back and listen to that one. And then, um, you know, that this is a strategy that could be applied in that situation. Oh, how cool. And one little yeah. thing that I like about these too is you're not like doing something weird. Like you can be sitting at work in a meeting and nobody even knows what you're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. This happens like in your own head, in your own space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another question that someone had asked in my audience was um, there's stress like we're talking now where, where maybe day-to-day activities or events are causing us to be tense or stressed. And then there's also the kind of stress that's more overwhelming, like in a panic attack type situation. So do you have suggestions on reducing the severity of those really high stress or panic attack type moments? Yeah. So uh, the first thing that I would focus on is really preventing them in the first place. So when I was in college, I used to get panic attacks like all the time. And I didn't really know what they were because I wouldn't like, I wouldn't hyperventilate and it wasn't like, oh, I have to give a presentation. Then I would freak out. They would just show up randomly. And I would tell because my heart would just feel like it's beating out of my chest. Like, and I'm just sitting there like I'm not doing anything. So I do want people to have the awareness that panic attacks can show up in really different ways for different people. And all it really means is that your body has hit that stress level that it can handle on a regular basis. And it's like, okay, we're doing something to burn up all this cortisol. That's why sometimes we do the hyperventilating and your heart beats really fast because it's just pumping that cortisol out of your body. It had to do something to get rid of it. And that's what your body decided to do. Huh. Yeah. And so to really prevent those is doing definitely doing the light switch technique. So that really just flushes all of the body throughout your body, all the stress out of your body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doing that, especially if you do it every day, that will work away stress that has building up for years. And like you literally don't have to do anything more than that. And that will calm down your whole nervous system. Wow. Um, <laughs> I did not know that about, <clears throat> excuse me. I did not know that about panic attacks. So I am subject to panic attacks myself, and I didn't know that for a very long time, kind of like you're saying, because I thought that to have a panic attack meant that something triggered you and you start to breathe heavy and, and you have those like panic type symptoms, right? And mine historically have not been at all like that. They've more just been 
out of the blue, sometimes even like in the middle of the night where I've, I have no known trigger and I, it's more like, um, I'll get very hot, almost like I'm going to pass out. So like hot or nauseous or like that heart racing thing that you're describing. Um, and it took me a really long time to recognize that that's what that was, but it makes so much sense. And to be honest, I haven't had one in, in quite a while. And I think it makes a lot of sense that our daily practices of stress relief prevent that major buildup, right? Yes, for sure. So what, what are those, those things like from your perspective, um, you know, if, if we find that we are stressed on a regular basis or experiencing these really high stress or panic moments, um, another uh, person from my audience mentioned that sometimes, you know, their stress or their overwhelm can be really so paralyzing. Um, what are the things that you encourage your clients or students or audience to do on a regular basis? Yeah. So in my course, I offer six different of the five minute practices. And then some are kind of like exercise you'd only have to do once. And that really helps prevent your stress in the first place. But to get rid of it, when you have it right now, really, you want to just slow your body down so that you can get out of your head and into your body, because our head is where all of our stress comes from. The majority of our stress, really emotional stress comes from uncertainty. So if we don't know what's going to happen, And that's kind of a head thing. That's not a body thing. Your body doesn't care about what's going to happen tomorrow. Your body's like, I'm like, I'm here as long as I got food and I got water. And if I don't have food, I can turn fat into energy, you know? So your body's a little bit more prepared to deal with these things. So a lot of the techniques that I teach are getting out of your head, out of your thoughts and into your body. So that's why the light switch technique works so well. And then I do have one other tip that I really wanted to share because it kind of feels like cheating <laughs> works so well, um, but they're called binaural beats. So B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L beats. And you can get, they're like apps. You can get them for free on the app store and you have to use headphones because how it works is it plays one frequency in one ear and a different frequency in the other ear. And what that does is it forces your brain into a coherent state. So where your left hemisphere and right hemisphere are working together And when they're working together, it's really hard to not focus on your what doing, what you're doing, and really hard to like be stressed in that state. So sometimes I'll put those on if I'm like, I just need to chill out and I don't really feel like doing the light switch technique. Like, you know, it's easy, but sometimes you just don't want to do it. And so that you can just listen to that and you can even put music over it. So I really like doing that just to kind of give you kind of like you were saying to break that pattern and get you into a state where you're more like, okay, now I can just do my light switch technique and I will be okay. And then I can get back to what I was doing. What a cool tip. I've never heard of that. It obviously makes so much sense because your brain is forced to think about, um, something very specific and it can't wander, right. It's forced to do work. That's very specific. Exactly. And so this actually reminded me of one example that I had um, when I was reading in a hammock the other day. So I live out in the woods and there's like a lot of bugs and stuff. (laughs) And I don't like bugs. Like I can deal with them my whole life. I don't really like them. And while I was reading, I had a spider come and crawl like right on my shoulder. Like, so, you know, you look over and you just like hardly (laughs) see it out of the corner of your eye and it like freaks you out. Like, I hate that. But then I was thinking, okay, well, if there's like a spider on my knee or like on your toe, like, yeah, I don't really like it, but you can deal with it and not, you know, flail and fall out of the hammock. And the whole point of this story is that your thoughts, because they're in your head, you can't really see them. And so they're so much more scary when you can't see them. 
And so journaling is one of the other techniques I share is when you get your words out on paper, all of your thoughts out on paper, you can take a step back, like physically in the world, like take a step back from that piece of paper and be like, okay, these are what's in my head and this is what I have to deal with. And it's so much easier to deal with things when they're not, you know, swirling around in your head constantly. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I'm a huge advocate for journaling all the time. Even if you feel like you don't have anything to say, just like literally start writing about what is around you, what your skin feels like, what you can smell, the stream of consciousness that's going through your head, because sometimes it's just enough to inspire you to keep writing. Um, and exactly. <laughs> I, I find that so much with everything. Like um, just heard someone say, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember exactly, but it was something about um, action being the anecdote to overwhelm. Yes. I've heard that quote as well. <laughs> yeah. And it makes so much sense, right? Like it, the only way out is through sometimes. That's how I feel. Yeah. So it's like, how can we, like you're saying, get out of your head and into the body where the action takes place? Yes. That's, that's really the basis of all of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, that makes so much sense. Um, so so the one question I, I just want to um, return to real quick is that idea that sometimes when you are overwhelmed, you feel like you can't make the next move. You're paralyzed, right? And and I have experienced that. It's not my question, but I've experienced that myself too, where like, you know, I have so much to do. It makes me feel like I can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so sorry. No, interrupt. please. No, go ahead. I just had a thought. So I actually wrote a Facebook post on this the other day and it's called the two minute rule. And it's also taught in Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you've read that book, that one's super awesome. Um, but it's where when you're starting something new, like a new habit, say you want to work out or whatever, you're only allowed to have a habit that takes two minutes. And this is kind of to get rid of that, like fear of, oh, this is a 40 minute thing or, oh my gosh, I have to go like push myself really hard on the treadmill or whatever. It takes away all of that resistance and it makes it super easy for your brain to say, okay, two minutes, all I have to do is put some clothes on and do 10 push-ups, you know? Yes. So, yeah. So doing something like that, like, cause I do the same thing. Sometimes my planner gets a little bit more full than I want to. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have 30 things to do today. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to write a Facebook post. So how can I do that in just two minutes and make it really to the point and super valuable for my people? And that makes it so much easier than, oh my gosh, I have to write, you know, this long form sales letter. <laughs> right, right. Um, I have Atomic Habits sitting on my coffee table right now. It's my next read. I'm finishing. Oh, I um, love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I keep hearing that. I'm finishing um, Marie Forleo, Everything is Figureoutable. I'm figure, uh, okay. finishing that one right now. And then that's my next read. Um, my audience is, I think, a little familiar with, with this idea, though, the two-minute habit idea. With um, We talk a lot about tiny habits and you know habit stacking, right? And so the idea that with tiny habits being similar in that um, the change that you're making is so small that there shouldn't really be anything that's in your way. It's a low commitment low stakes, you can do it at any time and nothing can stop you type of habit. And it's exactly like what you're saying. You know, if I want to um, drink more water and I tell, I'm not going to go from zero ounces to a hundred ounces in a day. <laughs> right. But I might say like, I drink a sip of water. Um, when every time that I go to the bathroom, I also drink some water and that's so small and manageable that 
you know, it's going to add up so quickly, it's going to compound, right? And I know part of the atomic habits is a lot of that, like, compounding effect, right? But um, it, it, you've got to start somewhere. And we can't no, go from zero to one on everything. <laughs> so if we can go from zero to two on some things, and then from two to four, and from four to eight, and from eight to 16, 16 to 32, right? We're, then eventually we'll get there. Yes, that's you will love that book so much. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. <laughs> I feel like it's at the core of my being. I'm not gonna be able to put it down. Like that's a little bit of the why I haven't started. I'm like, well, because I'm gonna <laughs> stop doing everything else and just read this. But um, uh, one other question I had um, from an audience member was, they are not a person. They they saw the questions and they said, I'm not a person who's extremely overwhelmed, but um, I have a friend who is. I have a friend that I often see stressed or overwhelmed or or a lot of anxiety, and I don't know what to say in that situation. When we see a friend or a loved one and we know that they are at a point of stress or overwhelm, is there anything that you would recommend in our response? Okay. I was actually so impressed when I saw this question. So whoever asked it, bravo, because this is really like, so one of my big things is I do this work because I want to be surrounded with people who are happy and mentally agile, you know, and stuff. And so it's really important for me to be around people who like help me grow in other ways. And so I was so excited about this because this is how you can really take the lessons and teach them and you don't have to teach them, but just do them around other people because there's something called heart math. Have you ever heard of heart math? No. Oh gosh. Okay. (gasps) I'm so excited. (laughs) Please. This is about everybody's heart. Every dog, every, every person, their heart has an electromagnetic field and that electromagnetic field actually goes a couple feet out from your body. So like you can see it with really strong magnets and electrical currents and stuff like that. And this is where, so for example, if I'm at work and I'm in my office and we like share an office with four other people and we're all just sitting there doing our work and Julie comes running in, oh my God, like there's a fire downstairs. Like we have to, never mind. That's a bad example. If we say, oh, our projector just broke and we have like a presentation we have to do in five minutes and we have to get that ready. And her, like you can tell her heart is beating really fast. She's freaking out and her electromagnetic field will reach out to everybody else in the room and raise their heart rates to match her heart rate. So, and the cool thing is that this works both ways. So if your heart is slow and restful and calm, your electromagnetic field will kind of like imprint on everybody else around you and kind of give them that calming and slowing down effect. (laughs) That makes so much sense, of course, right? I think we could all (laughs) picture in our head the friend who works us up and the friend who calms us down, right? Everybody knows the person who, when they're going to be around them, they're going to leave a little more tightly wound than when they came. And the opposite, the people who help you to relax or be joyful or to be less stressed. That makes so much sense. Um, I think you, you have a good point about um, kind of modeling technique, right? So if you know that um, being calm or taking space or breathing are things that work for you, not telling someone, oh, you should really try this breathing exercise, <laughs> but showing them like, I'm going to need a second to you know, calm myself about this or, you know, kind of displaying that or modeling that behavior, I think is so valuable because people, our friends, our our loved ones, you know, they watch what we do. 
and Mm -hmm. everybody's watching what we do and picking out the things that they admire that might work for them and saying, well, I don't want to do that or be like that. Right. We're we're always kind of observing one another. It's I think part of human nature and maybe someone will be able to observe um, those techniques that work for you. Exactly. And so that's why, like, even just doing the light switch technique, like while you're at work, nobody has to know what you're doing, but you can actually calm down the whole environment at your office or at your home with your kids. If they're just like off the wall, it's a full moon. You can do this even just around them and just kind of like let that feeling settle in the whole room. It's, it's really interesting how that works. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What about, are there things that we could, could say or should not say? So if I see someone who's like really stressing out about something or they're sh- venting, sharing overwhelm, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You know, no one, no, no one likes to be told to relax that sort of thing, right? <laughs> no one likes to be told, oh, you should really calm down and take a deep breath, right? Nobody wants to hear that. Exactly. But what might be better to say to them? Yeah, so really it's kind of just pointing out what they're, and in a very nice way, we're not like, mm-hmm. oh man, like you're freaking out, dude. Like, <laughs> you don't want to say this, but you can say like, oh, like I can see this really upsets you, or this is really frustrating and kind of just point out their feelings because when you're in them, you know, you don't really have a lot of awareness until that feeling's kind of gone through its cycle and is gone. So even just pointing it out to them and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I am. I'm just so mad. And I need to go walk outside for a minute. Sometimes they'll come up with the answer themselves after you just kind of point out like, oh, I see you're just really struggling with this or something like that. That makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. And there's, there's validation then in like, I see that you are feeling that, right. I understand that this is what you're experiencing without being able or feeling the need to offer solutions or advice necessarily, but, but more recognition. And then some, they know that there's support there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. I'm loving so many of these suggestions and techniques. I feel like they're so, so helpful. Um, Is there anything else that you were hoping to share about or talk about while we were chatting today? Um, I just had one thing that is really just important to me for other people to know that it's just so simple and so easy and so worth it to manage your stress and to really take this time like in your life to because really my big reason that I do it is because I don't want to miss out on life. I don't want to be so stuck in my head that I don't take time to go exercise and really feel how strong my body can be. I don't want to miss out on those things. So that's really what I like to point out to my people that like, it's so easy to not have to miss out, you know, and to learn these things and really live such a rich life with so many different variances in all the areas of your life. So that's what I think is really important about it. Uh. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I couldn't agree more with you that sometimes when we feel busy or feel stressed or overwhelmed, we feel like we don't have time to take care of ourselves when so much the opposite is true, that the better we take care of ourselves, the more um, energy and the more efficiently and the more fully we're going to be able to do and experience all the other things that we want to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Shannon, it's been so nice to talk with you. If people would like to um, learn more from you or connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, Definitely message me there. I'm on that all the time. And um, you said you'll have my link down the bottom that will have my email and everything all there. So reach out. I love just talking. Even if you just have a question, like it makes me happy. So reach out. (laughs) Absolutely. You have a Facebook group, right? I do. do you have yes. Group? Awesome. I have my workshops in there too. Yes. 
Awesome. So we'll link to the group in the show notes too. Shannon, thanks for spending some of your morning with us. It was really nice to chat. Yes, I had so much fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Today I won't be overwhelmed.